today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. If you drink from the water that I have to offer, you will never thirst again. It will satiate your thirst. And well, now you've got my attention. What kind of water are you talking about? Oh, it's the everlasting water of life that I alone can give. And you'll never thirst again. You'll never want again. You are going to have that hunger, that thirst satiated for all eternity. The certainty of being fully satisfied in Christ is attractive, but more than that, it's a reality for followers of Christ. In today's teaching with Pastor J.D., we'll hear where this is written in Scripture and how we can trust it. It'll give peace and hope for the days ahead, knowing more about the kingdom of our Lord. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Isaiah chapter 12 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. This brings us to this second chapter. We're going to look at chapter 12. Um, Take heart, it's only six verses. This is a a very interesting chapter. You know, it's a praise and worship of sorts. And it comes from the heart of one who has entered into the kingdom age and is beholding all of this. And they can't contain themselves. They can't help themselves. They just burst forth with praise. And in that day, verse 1, Isaiah 12, you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, verse 2, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, verse 3, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. This is what I mean by picturesque. Just use your God-given imagination and see this as an artist painting this magnificent portrait on the canvas of God's glory. And instead of anger, comfort. Instead of fear, trust. And it's this satiated joy, joy everlasting, drawing water from the wells of salvation. I love the imagery. Very picturesque. You know, Jesus, when he taught, he used imagery. I think about in Matthew 6. He's there on the Mount of Beatitudes, and he's talking about how God will always take care of you. He will always provide for you. And then he uses as an example 
the birds, and I imagine him, and every time I'm there, I always love teaching out of Matthew 6 there on the mountainside. If it's a beautiful sunny day, you got the Sea of Galilee. I mean, it's just spectacular, breathtaking. And the flowers are in bloom, and the birds are in the air, and I can just picture the Savior pointing to the birds, using that as you know, this is before PowerPoint. <laughs> now we just put a slide with a picture of birds. Look at that bird. But he points to the birds. He says, look at that bird. Look at those birds. You don't see them stressed out. Oh my goodness, how are we going to have enough worms for next month's rent? And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm not mistaken, you're, you're more valuable than a bird, right? Because that bird wasn't created in the image of God. You were. So the point is, if God's going to take care of that bird that wasn't created in His image, how much more is He going to take care of you? Is that not good enough? Okay, let's talk about these flowers. Look at the lilies of the field. And again, I can just picture Him pointing to these beautiful flowers. And He says, and again, this is why I know God has a great sense of humor. Well, he invented humor. And I'm reminded of that every time I look in the mirror, which I try to refrain from. <laughs> but I, I, it, it, it's kind of a humorous, look at that flower. What do you notice about it? I mean, do you see it spinning? Oh, no. Worrying, fretting, fearing. What am I going to wear? I don't look good in this color. I wore this last week. And I mean, come on, not even Solomon in all of his splendor and unspeakable wealth was ever clothed as beautifully as that flower. But here's the thing about flowers. This is a, every time Mother's Day, my wife's birthday is close to Mother's Day. The florists love me. I have reservations, uh, standing reservations every, every time this year uh, in May. And the thing about flowers, um, they don't last. Have you noticed this? I wish they did, especially tuberose. I love tuberose. I get her ginger, I get her the gardenias, and all oh, they fill the house, the fragrance is like, wow, it's wonderful. A couple of days later, you're walking by that thing and it's dead. I mean, what was, and that's what Jesus is saying again, that's the humor in it. It's like, okay, stay with me. That flower's here now, but in a couple of days it's gone, man. And yet your heavenly Father takes care of and clothes in splendor this flower. How much more? You. That flower wasn't created in His image. If God's going to do that with a flower that's here today and gone tomorrow, depending on how fresh the flowers are, I guess, but <laughs> how much more is He going to take care of you? Oh, you of little faith. Why is your faith so little when your God is so big? Why do you worry about those things? God's going to take care of you. Isaiah is describing this bursting forth of praise and worship, this joy everlasting. No more fear. No more worry. 
just joy. And then here's again the imagery. And it reminds me, I think it's John's Gospel, chapter 4. It's probably not. Let's say it is, and then you can correct me afterwards. But you remember the account when Jesus is at the well and he meets the Samaritan woman? This, this was unthinkable. You would never. A, a man talking to a woman, let alone a Jewish man talking to a Samaritan woman, never going to happen. In fact, she even asks him, what, why, what are you doing talking to me? And he says to her, you know, you're going to drink from this water, you're going to thirst again. If you drink from the water that I have to offer, you will never thirst again. It will satiate your thirst. And well, now you've got my attention. What kind of water are you talking about? Oh, it's the everlasting water of life that I alone can give. And you'll never thirst again. You'll never want again. You are going to have that hunger, that thirst, satiated for all eternity. One more thing before we move on and finish up. When we gave our lives to Jesus Christ and were born again, do you realize that our eternal life started that day? Now think this through with me. Our eternal life started the day we got saved. It's been said that for the Christian, this is the most hell we will ever know. And conversely, for the non-Christian, this is the most heaven they'll ever know. Let that sink in. In other words, it's going to get way better <laughs> as time moves on, because we have this to look forward to. And there will be those, I believe we are those that will not see death. I truly believe that we will be the we <laughs> who are alive and remain when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise first. And we won't see or taste death. I'm very cool with that, by the way. Aren't you? I don't want to die. <laughs> and I remember when I was young, it was like, like, if I die, I want it to be quick, so I don't, you know, suffer, and it doesn't hurt, because I'm a wimp. I have no tolerance for pain. I get a hangnail, I'm praying in my prayer language, man. My wife, she can, her pain tolerance, three of our four children, natural childbirth, I have a profound respect for my wife. She is a lot tougher than me when it comes to pain my mind. She can take it like a man. Man, I, I just want, you know, in fact, true story, and I think there's something physiologically, maybe even neurologically to this, but I'm a very sensitive man <laughs> in more ways than one. I go into the dentist, and he has to give me, in fact, he told me, he said, I can't give you any more numbing agent because it's actually dangerous. I mean, all he did was, he puts the drill in my mouth, ah! I haven't even started yet. Yeah, but it really hurt. So what's up with you? I said, I'm very sensitive. I have no tolerance for pain. 
So I don't want to die, and I don't want it to hurt. So, (laughs) I may not have to, and neither will you. This is the worst that it's ever going to get for us. I mean, that's not to say that there's not going to be tougher times ahead before the rapture. But I'm not complaining. I mean, so let's say the rapture happens. I don't taste death. You don't taste death. We're in the twinkling of an eye, caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and all of our loved ones. I am keenly aware that I speak to many who have lost loved ones, like myself. And they're going to rise first, the bodily resurrection. That means this, not only am I going to see the Lord in the air, I'm going to see them too, all of them. My daughter Noel, my mommy, pretty sure my dad, I, I believe, I hope my dad, and everyone else. Also, we have babies that we lost in utero one in the second trimester. I'm going to see them too. I can't wait, man. I mean, you mean that's what you have to look forward to? Yeah, so do you. Well, that's kind of a game changer, isn't it? Verse 4, and we'll bring it to an end here. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord, call upon His name, declare His deeds among the peoples, make mention that His name is exalted, sing to the Lord, for He has done excellent things. That's an understatement. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout. Wait, stop right there. I get to shout. (laughs) I like to shout sometimes, in case you didn't notice. O inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Hear me out on this, and bear with me, because I just want to share with you from my heart to yours concerning this. This praise, this worship, this crying out, this shouting out, this, it's almost like the worshiper is (laughs) calling upon others to help him out because his worship is wholly inadequate. It's inexpressible. I have, I, I can't even, help me out, let's shout, praise the Lord for what He's done. Here's what I want to share with you. This is unmanufactured praise and worship. Unmanufactured. Why do I say it like that? 
because when you taste and see how good the Lord is, and you behold the glory of the Lord that fills all of the earth, you will not be able to contain yourself. You know, uh, much is said about, you know, when we're before the throne and we're worshiping the Lamb, worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. I truly believe that for all eternity, starting with the kingdom age, we won't be able to stop. You know, it's, it's kind of flippant, and I would even say irreverent, when you're talking with a non-Christian, and they'll say something to the effect of, man, I, I don't want to go to heaven. What are you going to do up there? Play a harp all day? Oh, you've heard that too then, right? Wait, you think it's going to be a got to and not a get to? Oh, let me see, let me see if I got this right. So you're in heaven, you're in eternity, and you know the trumpet sounds, okay, time to worship. Oh, is it already? I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. Not again. No. I mean, it's going to be like we won't be able to contain ourselves. It is going to be just, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. I think it's going to be so, and this is why Thankfully, we're going to have our glorified bodies and our eternal minds too, by the way. Otherwise, we, could, we, would, we would just explode. We would never be able to contain. It, it would be impossible. But we're going to have our glorified bodies, our glorified minds. And it is my belief that we are just going to be so in awe of His majesty for all eternity, before the throne, <laughs> shouting. So you know how it is now, in our fallen state, in these tents of flesh, and I don't mean to, there's two things I will never do, and forgive me Lord for the times I have, I will never be critical of somebody praying or worshiping. And I'll just speak for myself. There are times, you know how it is, where you, you got to kind of, I'm not talking about whipping it up or hyping it up, but I mean, you're just not feeling it. You've had a rough day, rough week. In fact, there was a point where you're, you're thinking to yourself, you know, I'm really tired. I think I'm just going to skip going to the Bible study tonight. That's the enemy, by the way. And you push through it and you get yourself here, and then the worship starts, you're like, oh. You know why that is? Because that's how God created us. He created us to worship Him. And I mean, 
it just begins to change. I mean, there, there are physiological changes that take place. There are psychological changes that take place. Emotional changes that take place within you. Because you're doing what God created you to do. And, oh, by the way, you're doing what you're going to be doing for all eternity. So, back to me. I'll use myself as the example. I know this is not about you. You guys are much more spiritual than I am. But there are times where I'm just like, I will give you all my glory. All the glory. I will give you all the praise. You alone. I, right? I can almost, again, I'm talking about myself, not you. I can almost picture the Lord in heaven going, really? That's, that's okay. Don't, don't bother. <laughs> now, contrast that with heaven. I mean, you know, and, and we're, we're so, ah. and again, I'm not wanting to be derogatory towards anybody, but you know, it's kind of like when you, you know, you're, you're thinking, ah, I don't know if I should, you know, I'm going to raise my hands, and then I've got sweat stains, and like everybody's looking at your sweat stains. They're not even looking at you. And so we're, we're all, you know, you know, and, you know, it's different. There's different levels too. So some of us are, we play it safe, you know. Right? Am I right? Well, in heaven, that's going to not be an issue. <laughs> in the kingdom age, it's not going to be an issue. We're all going to be in the front row. Our hands are going to be stretched up, and we are going to be shouting, Praise the Lord! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! For the first in eternity jillion years. There's no time in eternity, because we're in eternity. I know, again, very deeply profound, right? We're no longer in time. We're living in eternity. So next time you're asked, where do you see yourself in five years? I can tell you where I'm going to be in five trillion years. How about that? Where are you going to be? Praising the Lord, worshiping Him, and the glory, <laughs> and the splendor, and the majesty. Majesty. I love that song, Majesty. Well, Lord, this is too high for our understanding. You are so awesome, God. And we can't wait till that day when we're worshiping You, and praising You, and thanking You, and enjoying You for all eternity. Lord, thank You, thank You, thank You. This side of glory, that's all we can do, is just praise You, worship You, and thank You. And our only consolation is this, that we have all eternity to do it. So Lord, thank You. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. 
We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. If you think that the gospel is only in our first four books of the New Testament, you'll quickly learn through this book of Isaiah that the gospel is mentioned throughout. It must have been interesting for Isaiah to write the things he did in the course of his life. He was a prophet used by God who lived while several kings of Judah reigned. From their outright wicked behavior to a king like Hezekiah, Isaiah experienced the people living in rebellion and then turning toward God, realizing their need for him. God used Isaiah in a mighty way to influence these kings and to speak to them about what was yet to come. God can use you in the place you're at today as well. It may not seem as influential or powerful of a position, but God has you right where he wants you, to use you in the place you are. Are you involved in a local church? If not, we invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. We meet on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can get directions at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. That's all we have for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. We hope you'll join Pastor J.D. for our next edition as we learn more valuable things from this interesting book of Isaiah, right here on In Spirit and Truth. 